this is Celluloid Superheroes. And I, my name is Rachel. I'm Melody. I'm Heather. I'm Dennis. And today we'll be talking to you about superhero movie Spider-Man. A little bit of background information about Spider-Man. Released May 3rd, 2002. The genre was fantasy slash action. The rating was PG-13. The runtime was 121 minutes. And then for the tagline, it was an an ordinary man and an extraordinary power. The synopsis, so based on the Marvel comics, the movie tells the story about a high school nerd, Peter Parker, having a crush on Mary Jane, his neighbor, was never easy for him. He was orphaned as a child and bullied by classmates. Life was never easy, but one day, a runaway laboratory spider changed his life. With a small bite, Peter gets amazing physique, clear vision, climbing abilities, and spider webs from his wrist. Norman Osborn, a millionaire with a hidden agenda to kill Peter, creates his own alter alter ego, the Green Goblin. The war begins. With Peter as Spider-Man and Norman as the Green Goblin, face-to-face fighting leads to an event that forever changes the life of both of them. So I really thought the movie was definitely dated for its time in 2002. There was a lot of stuff in the movie that was great. The storyline, the whole genre of the thing... But I don't think that the movie really had... I mean, the effects were nah, here or there. I what mean, do you guys think? I remember going to see it like when it first came out and like when I was little. And I really liked it then. I thought it was a great movie now. And then thinking now, and I see like the other Spider-Man movies they've made because they've made two more sense with like other actors. In my personal opinion, I think the newest one with Tom Holland, the Spider-Man Homecoming, was like the best of the three. And that this one falls really short but like when I first saw it when I was little it was so good I agree yeah I saw I think I first saw it when I was eight years old and I was like wow this is good and it's kind of unbelievable how much stuff actually went over my head Mm -hmm. when I saw the movie when I was eight I look at it now I'm like wow that was appropriate for you know an eight-year-old I can't believe it yeah Yeah. I mean just to kind of go off of what you were saying about how they're kind of ranked so David Bettencourt from the Washington Post he ranked at number three. Uh, for number one, he had Spider-Man 2, which came out in 2004, which was the sequel to the Spider-Man movie we are talking about. And then at number two, he had Spider-Man Homecoming, which is the newest one, with uh, Tom Hollins as the guy rather than Peter... Uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yeah. We, we all know what I was trying to say. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> we got you. So, I mean, there are people out there that are saying it's kind of middle of the pack, and this was out of the six of them. Yeah. Where was the Andrew Garfield one on that? Do you know? I do not know. Okay. I just can... curious. I think that's the only one I've seen. This is the first time I've seen this movie. And I think for me, I thought it was weird because, like, the, what's that, Norman Osborn, I feel like he didn't really have any kind of backstory and he became this, like, evil villain. But Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, he had, um, I feel like he had, like, the perfect evil villain backstory. Like, his parents were, like, mysteriously gone. I don't know if they ever said where they, like, what happened to them. And then his uncle died, and, like, he had all this bad stuff happen to him. But, yeah, he was a superhero. So I feel like he would have made a better supervillain, honestly, in my opinion. That's totally true. I, I agree with that one. I also think that the casting of Tobey Maguire wasn't... I don't think it was quite appropriate because he looks a lot... Older, yeah. he yeah. looks like he's I think, between twenty one and twenty five, but he's supposed to be like a seventeen or eighteen year old high schooler that just graduated. So I don't know. I feel like if this was more put like set in a college sort of sense, where he's like graduating from college or something, 
I think that would work out a lot better in the general gist of things. I agree, yeah. Like, even Christian Dunst, she looks so she old. Looks so they don't old, look like yeah. high schoolers. The only one I think who looks kind of like a high schooler is James Franco. What's his name? Harry Osborn. Which, I mean, he still looks kind of old, but compared to the other two, I could believe that he's in high school. Right, yeah. Just to kind of echo all of your thoughts, Jack Matthews from New York Daily News, he had a statement about this as well. He said, however, the real stars, as they are in the comic books, are the characters, and Raimi, who is the director, has cast them perfectly. Like you, I blanched at the thought of Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man and wondered how the scrawny actor would fill out that amazing red and blue Spider-Man outfit. But the actor pumped some iron, and Rami's effects and stuntmen did the rest. Whoever is in that suit looks good. In the Peter Parker role, Maguire is perfect. So I think uh, he's echoing the exact same thoughts that everybody's had in this room. Uh, so he's just saying, like, he didn't really fit that role, that he could possibly been better. But it seems like uh, he was able to change his mind, so I'm kind of wondering where everybody else is sitting on that. Personally, I was never a Tobey Maguire fan, and I always thought that he... What uh, else has he even been in? There, he, there was a movie about the chess guy, Bobby Fischer. <laughs> I saw him in that, Toby, and I feel like Tobey Maguire was great as... The like, chess master. Was, what would he be um, good as? Like, what kind of role? Because not Spider-Man, clearly. Yeah. I just, I don't know what else he's been in. He looks to me like, you know, he, they tried doing the nerd thing in the beginning of the movie, of course, yeah. where he's got the glasses yeah. and he's lanky. Yeah, that lanky. just looked like he, he was dressing up as Right, yeah, he looks, <laughs> he looks like he's in cosplay or something. Yeah. But I think that he could definitely, like, play a different superhero. I think he could have probably played Iron Man. Yeah, just to, mm. as a possibility, as a different version of Iron Man. Not that we think, you know, Tony Stark like we think now. Or what? What is his name? Robert Downey um, Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that if Tobey Maguire was, let's say, Iron Man, it would have definitely had a different flavor to the, yeah. that movie. But yes. So, kind of answer your question about the movies he's been in. Just a few of them that I researched beforehand. Uh, in 1997, he was in Sea Biscuit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's going a little bit far back. All right. <laughs> uh, so then, following that up, he came in Spider-Man One, Two, and Three. First one was released in 2002. Second one was in 2004. Third one was in 2007. Then he was also in The Great Gatsby. Oh right. He oh was yeah. Nick. Never seen that. Okay. <laughs> that was a good role for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and then okay. the the newest movie he was actually a voiceover, uh, Baby Boss. Oh. He played the parent. That's funny. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Personally, that's where I believe Toby belongs. <laughs> voiceover? Yeah. I not... definitely agree. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to 100% voiceover acting for Toby Maguire from now on. Poor yeah. Toby. Yeah, unfortunately. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> we had some awards that uh, they disagreed with us. He did win the Saturn Award in uh, 2010 for the his role in Spider Man 1. So we do have some people that actually like him, which kind of leads us to I don't mind to the... Tobey Maguire. I'll just put that out there. I mean, I would say I like him. I would even go that far. <laughs> I don't I don't hate him. I just don't I'd think he was appropriate for Spider-Man. Yeah. I think I'm just indifferent on him. Don't love him, don't hate him. I... What award did he win? What was it called? Yeah. It was a Saturn Award. It was uh, Best Actor. Oh, so oh okay. Some, I guess people liked him for some Who else was nominated? I don't have that on me, but oh. he was nominated actually twice. Oh, okay. He was nominated in 2002 uh, oh, wow. okay, and 2010, <laughs> and he won in 2010. So nice. that was that was pretty awesome of him. Uh, but, yeah, I kind of have the same feeling where I think he's kind of like the ben, ben Affleck of Batman. Yeah. We don't really... <laughs> 
Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yes. Not, I actually have not seen too many of these movies, so I'm kind of going yeah. with Same. this in kind of more of a fresh mind. Yeah, I haven't seen any good. of the Ben Affleck. I haven't either. I've not seen good. The don't. Don't just, just don't. The Christian Bale. I mean, like the Dark Knight trilogy is just so good. I'm getting off topic oh, yeah. now, no, but it's fine. just so good that you go and you watch these like Ben Affleck Batman's. You're just like you drop the ball so hard, <laughs> like oh, not man. good. Yeah, save yourself. Heath Ledger though. Yeah, the best Joker ever, and then you have Jared Leto trying to be Joker, and it's just hey, not good at all. Who? I'm so off topic right now, but I'm sorry. That's okay. It had to be brought up. <laughs> it's quite all right. So since we're onto the topic of villains. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about uh, James Franco as Harry Osborn. Uh, James is currently age 39. He's starred in Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, so that would be 02, 04, and 07. He's also been in The Disaster Artist, which came out in 2017. Uh, Homefront, he was in in 2013. And then he's actually going to be in a movie in 2019. It's called Zeroville. I have no idea what it's about, but it kind of looked interesting, and it said 2019, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> but to also go on top of that, we had William Defoe, who played the Green Goblin, also Norman Osborn. So they were kind of a, it's kind of a tag team partnership there. Okay. Uh, so he was in Justice League in 2017, Finding Nemo. Who doesn't love Finding Nemo in 2003? And Fault in Our Stars in 2014. So it seems like he's a pretty big deal in the movie industry. Yeah. I, I've heard of his name. I just I, I can't think of what he's in. That don't makes me know feel really uncu- uncultured because I feel like he is a big name, but yeah. I can't think of what he like. I can't think of what he looks like. I'm definitely more. Well, I know what he looks like from the movie, but James Franco. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. James Franco. <laughs> um, We're gonna just put Harry, that out there. I love James. James Franco. Franco <laughs> they made him look a lot. Oh wait, Harry, the young one. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Over my head. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, they made him look really old for that movie, but no, I'm thinking, I was thinking of his father, not Harry himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, let's see, his father would, is 62 right now. The movie came out in 2002, it's 2018, so take off 16 years, and we're down to 46, so he was age 46 oh, at that point in time. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, but he, he do, they did make him look older. He did look older, in, yes. <laughs> in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. He just, he looked... I don't know. He looked like he was in his 60s then, but not with gray hair. Yeah. He, like, they got the wrinkles I know what you mean. going on him. Yeah, he did look old. <laughs> but, yeah. I think a topic of interest for William Defoe as the Green Goblin being that he bought his way into being the Green Goblin. There's not very many villains out there that have ultimately bought their way into it. They've either grown up like the Joker and just kind of went nuts, which, whole different topic, different <laughs> podcast, some other time. Maybe we'll talk about him. Well, but. the Green Goblin was—he was—he had that like gas stuff, and he created that yeah. alter ego in his head where he was the Green Goblin and everything. So I mean, he was—he did have a lot of money, but you could think of it as like, you know, Batman had a lot of money. Yeah. But then again, he also has tragic backstory as well. That's true. Yeah, I think for the Green Goblin, I think the part that I wanted them to like talk about more was when he would do these awful things like when he murdered that guy or in, um I can't remember what else he did he did something else and then after he they would come back and he like wouldn't remember it or at least he was pretending not to remember it they never really made that clear if it, he was just faking it or if he really legitimately didn't remember it and I think they could have I don't know I would have liked to have known more about that like what I know it was like an alter ego but I don't know it was just interesting to see like the separation and it would have been interesting to see when it became like when 
um, Osborne, Norman Osborne, when he became, like, fully became the Green Goblin, rather than, like, the distinction in his mind. I, I agree. I like, even with his, um, whatever he was flying on, I don't yeah, know what his, that like, was hover thing. His yeah. little hoverboard thing. There, there could have been more on that besides it's just the like, military testing, yeah. like, oh, we're trying this out, like, where'd you get that idea And also from? his outfit, like, yeah, where, where did, did that, that come, come from? from? And also the name, was that, like, the press guy? Is that who came up with that, or? I don't, I think it was. It yeah. was the, yeah. What is his name? Um, I don't remember offhand. Oh, but oh my gosh. I remember they said it, like, many times. Yeah. Right, and he's just, like, a total jerk. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, especially to Peter Parker when he's trying to give him pictures. Jameson, of, yeah. Is it a Jameson? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, it's that who? One. Jameson. J- Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the, pre- the yeah. press guy. Three times fast. Right, yeah. And <laughs> the press guy, he just, I oh, mean, the first time I thing. saw the movie was was fine. I kind of understood it. But I, I watched it when I watched it recently. It was like, where did he come from? Like, why, where did this character come from? Why is yeah. he important to this now? I mean, he, you understand why he's important later in the movie, but otherwise it's kind of hard to tie him in with other characters without knowing that it's like all of a sudden oh okay this this boss at the this newspaper press just out of nowhere and with him too when he i don't know i think when they were talking about spider-man as like a villain and they were like get spider-man off the streets and we're arresting spider-man they never really explained that either it was just all of a sudden the police were like oh we're gonna arrest you don't go anywhere and it there was just never explained, you know. Right. And then Spider Man's like, "No, I'm gonna go in this burning building know, and save like, the baby." And they're like, "Well, we'll, we'll be here when we get when you get back." <laughs> like, okay. some of the the dialogue in the movie is kind of like, "Okay, okay, it's 2002. Yeah. Okay, I can understand it, but it, it was just kind of off. It seemed yeah. awkward, like yeah, especially definitely. a lot of the lines Peter Parker was giving yeah. or uh, whatever his name." forget the actor's name, but um, whatever lines he was given, it seems like it just, he's staring at MJ, and MJ's, like, looking at him, like, are yeah, you gonna say I know. something? <laughs> I know, with that, like, their little love story, too, that was kind of ridiculous. I don't know, it's just, like, yeah. I don't think it was done well. It was Even, like, my, I was, and my mom was watching part of it with me, and, like, I don't remember what happened, but she was like, he is so dumb, and I was like, <laughs> it's okay, mom, I'm sorry. Just to kind of catch you guys all up, uh, we're talking about Mary Jane Watson, who is Kirsten right. Dunst, as well as Jay Jameson, who is J.K. Simmons. And then to kind of go off of what you said about this, I got a lot of quotes, because those are my favorite things to do yes. in the world. Uh, so this comes from Neil Minow out of Common Sense Media. He says, McGuire is just so right as Peter. The supporting cast is great, and the script is excellent, striking, and just the right note of respect and affection for the source material. So I'm kind of wondering where you're coming from, because, I mean, I I, th- I thought, as much as I don't like Toby, I thought the script was good. I don't, I think the deliverance may have been the issue. I agree, uh, yeah. yeah. I, that's, I'm, I'm sorry, that's what I kind of meant, is that there was a lot of awkward pauses between different dialogue. I guess I meant more the the presentation of the dialogue, and maybe not the dialogue itself. If Like, if you read it in a book, it would make a lot of great sense, but when it was voiced in the way it was in Spider-Man movie, it just didn't quite turn out right. Okay, that, that completely makes sense, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this, because you guys have all I've been kind of listening and just blurting in my random facts here and there. <laughs> but it kind of sounds like that uh, the consensus here is that they should have the backstory to a Green Goblin movie, possibly, 
So kind of like how Star Wars went four, five, six, one, two, three, and then wherever, but they kind of <laughs> threw in wherever. there. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. you got Solo in there now, and you got a couple, and you got another movie. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, but I don't, I can't keep track. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember. But I, like, I don't keep up with it as well as I should. I do like if they had like a Green Goblin movie yeah. where like they like had focused on like his story because like you can't all fit that into like a movie. Yeah, because it's itself. about Spider Man. So yeah, I get that. so like I get they didn't want to focus on that, but. If they wanted to, like, have a better focus on it, then it could have had, like, its own movie, which is always cool. Because, like, they're making that Venom movie for the new Spider-Mans. So, like, they could have done something like that. Yeah, I think that would have been interesting, the Green Goblin. Maybe not even just the backstory, but, like, I think it would have been interesting to get the Green Goblin's point of view when Mm -hmm. he decides to go after Spider-Man and, like, when he kind of realizes that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and just, I don't know, it would have been nice to, like, get inside his mind, I guess. Right, I agree with that. And... Also, for the Green Goblin, did he have a grudge against Peter Parker before he became the Green Goblin? Did he have these thoughts in the back of his mind that just came out because of his experiment? Or was it because of the experiment that he's like, hey, I don't like this kid? That's an interesting (laughs) thought. Yeah. I mean, I think I could see it going both ways. Because, like, I think there's that beginning scene when he talks to Peter Parker and he's like, oh, Peter, you're so smart, like, blah. And I feel like there could be some underlying things, like, why isn't my son, why is Harry getting kicked out of all these private schools oh, and here's true. Peter Parker, yeah. it's like this great scientist, why isn't my son like that? So I could see, like, that that could be an underlying thing that just kind of comes out when he becomes the Green Goblin. But I could also see it the other way, that this, like, gas chamber or whatever it is kind of alters his mind and all of a sudden he sees spider-man it might even just be like he hates spider-man because spider-man is doing good for the world and stuff like that and then he realizes peter parker's spider-man and he just doesn't care at that point right yeah because his goblin side is like yeah exactly (laughs) exactly like that (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) well we're we're getting somewhere here <laughs> it's the best way to describe it i gotta tell you it really is that's all i can do well i guess we found our new green goblin for possibly an upcoming movie yeah movie they need a green goblin the green goblin backstory yeah, yeah. yes uh, definitely no one yeah, else will make it Arr. we'll make it ourselves it'll just it'll just be like 30 seconds of me going <laughs> and then like someone in the background being like why is she doing that? okay let's see yes exactly let's go back in time and see why perfection <laughs> What do you what do you think overall? Like this movie could use a lot of improvements, but what do you think was really like outstanding in the movie? Is there anything that really like shouted out to you like wow that piece of the movie is just excellent? I like the rolling credits at the end because then I didn't have to watch it anymore. Ooh. Oh, burn, burn. <laughs> that's sad (laughs) no (laughs) yeah I don't know that like thinking about it there's nothing that like jumps out at me as like wow that was a really good part of the movie it's just all kind of continuous spider-man yeah I think not that this was like a good part but something that was interesting was when he did like he was in the boxing ring trying to get the money and he let the robber go and then he comes and he sees his uncle Ben who's just shot and then he finds out that it was the robber that he let go and like that was when he decided to use this new power for good and I think that was like a really I feel like they could have easily just had this happen to him and like all of a sudden he could have just started doing good but instead they like had this thing happen to him so like it kind of gave him a reason and I thought that was kind of interesting how they did that I definitely agree I thought this movie was great when I was eight years old yep (laughs) because it was a very easy movie to follow yeah and if you know it's 
it's not a movie you you put on like if you're wanting to seriously like watch a movie, but it's a good movie to have on in the background, glance up, it's like, hey, that part is cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's I'm not trying to like insult the movie as a whole. I'm more of critiquing like uh, this movie is just a little too easy to follow, even though I think overall it was it was a fairly solid movie. There's a lot of stuff they could have done to fix it up and make it more intricate. Um, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man, but from what I've heard, the Spider-Man Homecoming is just it's so good. amazing. It's so good. Okay, yeah, I've never seen it. I'd like to see it, though. I think you it'd should. be great. so good. <laughs> so can I ask you all, if you were to rate it on a scale of uh, 1 to 10 here, 10 being best... Uh, there's a purpose behind this. I got some of the ratings from IMBD, Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just kind of seeing where you guys fall on the scale compared to that. Uh, personally, I was not a big fan of it. Uh, might be just purely because it's a Marvel comic. Not a big fan of Marvel altogether. Uh, but I would rate it probably in the 4 to 5 range. It kept my interest here and there, but it didn't really... It's not like I have to go watch it again. I'm going to have to agree with that one. I was going to say uh, maybe... A low five high four between there because it was I mean it was overall a, a somewhat solid movie but there's a lot that it needs help on I was gonna go with maybe a five I like the, the character spider-man maybe not in this movie like comparing it to the other movies I just I like spider-man but like overall this movie was not great and then I've seen like the second and the third one and I actually kind of like the second one as much like, shameful as that is to admit the second movie is actually pretty good um <laughs> I agree, so like actually. that's where I kind of like get that extra point in there cuz it like improves slowly as the trilogy goes on in my opinion okay I think I would give it probably higher than that maybe like a 6 or a 7 but I don't really watch all that many superhero movies, so I don't have a lot of, to compare it to. But I think there's something nice about just like putting on a movie and kind of knowing what's going to happen. Like you don't really have to think that much about it. You can just watch it, and it's enjoyable. And again, I like Tobey Maguire. Everyone hates him, but I don't, don't hate him. So. I think he's okay. <laughs> I think he's all right. I just everyone just likes to I make don't fun know of him. him. Yeah, just don't he know is him. very easy. I, that's the only movie I've ever seen sure. him in. Well, besides two and three, but yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the only way I know him. It's like, oh, this guy's Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, so kind of get back to the ratings here. The What was rated at IMBD, they gave him a 7.3 out of 10, and I believe it was out of about a 6,000 reviews. So that's a pretty good rating compared to what we're giving him. Yeah. Metacritic, <laughs> Metacritic followed suit, but they did percentage-wise. They did 73%, which for all you math nerds out there, that's 7.3 out of 10. <laughs> And then Rotten Tomatoes actually gave him a pretty high score of 89%, which would be an 8.9 out of 10. So it seems like there's a difference between what we're watching and maybe what the public's watching. Is there a specific reason that we think that maybe the public liked it compared to us other than we're in college and we've had these, we have a little bit higher expectations. Maybe was there a different demographic that uh, liked this better than we did and they just missed us because we all were about the age of... I don't know, I was only seven. Uh, I was eight, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I was seven-ish, I have probably. no idea how old I was. So the ratings were probably, most of them were put in, like, a long time ago. You know, when yeah. you watch it and you're rating it in, like, two thousand, right. the 2000s. Like, the newer movies. Yeah, and so now, original. like, the superhero movies are just kind of, like, it's been, like, a barrage of I, superhero movies back, all the time. Back in 2002, that was, like, the hottest thing out there. But it's been 16 years since the movie came out. Oh, jeez. And <laughs> um, it definitely, the way movies are made and the 
way movies dialogue are presented how many people it goes through has changed quite a bit and also our maturity of course i think also like the actors that are playing superheroes now are like very different than toby Maguire. oh yeah definitely. like toby That's had like true. this like very like i don't know pale kind of Awkward. I don't know, like, middle guy, and, like, really, I don't know. Steve Rogers before he yeah. became Captain America. Right, yeah, yeah. definitely. So, and now it's, like, Chris Hemsworth and, like, stuff like that. And so we're, like, okay, poor Toby. He's kind of, like, at the bottom of the barrel, honestly. Yeah, so we're kind of rating this now compared to some newer films that have come out, and, like, Black Panthers just came out. Seen that, that was pretty good. It was so good. But, uh, I've seen it. So if, good. if we could like put this on a scale of like some recent movies, let's say 2013, 14, people listening to this don't don't quote us on what dates yeah. they are. We're gonna try our best on this. But <laughs> if there was a movie that we could pick from like 13, 14 on that we would kind of compare this to and like how the script was and how we feel that it would have went. The first thing that came to my mind were like Nicholas Sparks movies. I don't know why, like. <laughs> Maybe the predictability is like what's yeah, happening that's true. here. I could see that. So, Easy to watch. That's yeah. true. Lots of just kind of like kind of goes over your head, and you're just like, yeah, whatever. This is fine. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna kind of put it on. I think the Pirates of the Caribbean scale. Yeah. Oh, so that's, I'm gonna, yeah. that's probably better. I'm gonna kind of doing. pull from it backwards here. This latest one, this latest Pirates of the Caribbean, is kind of like the Spider-Man, where I think there was a good story to it, but the d- deliverance of it was where it lacked. Um, I. I think it could have been done better, but I think there was a good story to it. So I, I like that they've come out with new Spider-Mans. I like that they've come out with different people in it, uh, that they've had different story behind it and a little bit different. They're adjusting it, so which is always great to see. Yeah, I agree. It's um, I haven't seen the newest Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but I think it is very similar to that as well even like the first pirates movie when did that come out like 2006 oh my god probably so far I'll, I'll look yeah. 2007 i don't remember offhand but it definitely had similarities i just felt like the way it yeah, 2003. went oh, oh. oh goodness just the way these like movies came out I, I guess it would be around the same time as spider-man 2003 yeah. so i guess that's that just comparing very similar things just one with pirates and one with superheroes yeah, I think just like in general, it says a lot about just like the Spider-Man story and character that they they were able to, like in the past fifteen or sixteen years, like re redo it three times and people still go to watch it and like they're getting better, which is nice. Definitely, that's true. So I mean, I don't know. I think that's pretty impressive. I guess that people are still interested and that they're improving and willing to change things. So. I don't really know if this ties in because like they're making the Avengers Affinity War so like Spider-Man's obviously going to be in that like can you imagine Tobey Maguire in that movie with all those oh. other superheroes like that would be I just I'm yeah I think he's probably I don't know I'm... I feel like he would definitely you like you would know he would be like someone someone doesn't belong here. and yeah, it would be very out of place for him to be in there I believe yeah yeah I just think I he's just think so like even I don't know he just seems like a really awkward person and like which is good when he's Peter Parker yeah but like if he's Spider-Man with like this whole universe of characters I just feel like he would be like sitting in the corner and like not talking to anyone which is fine like that's what I do but I'm also not trying to be Spider-Man so that's fair and that concludes our first episode of celluloid superheroes join us next time to hear us talk about the dark Knight from 2008 Thank you all, signing off.